When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Memphis up 20 to 3 on Tulsa. More importantly, though, Jerry the King Lawler is at this game. He actually wrestled, Ryan will not get over that. He wrestled a match. You know who else has wrestled a couple of matches in his day? Alan Bell from Sportsline, friend of show. Alan, have you ever seen Jerry the King Lawler in person? And are you a big fan of Jerry the King Lawler? And where do you rank him as? You know, one of the all-time great wrestling is, play-by-play voices with Jim Ross. That's a sexy-ass jacket. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so first off, yes, yeah, appreciate you guys having me. Yes, have seen Lawler at his own barbecue place in Memphis. And I'll say this, yeah, awesome announcing career. Look, that dude was the king for a reason, man. His wrestling career lasted a long time. Him and Jerry Jarrett made a lot of money out there. I didn't know he was still wrestling now. That's crazy. How old is he? Like, he that's 70? what I said. He's got to be 70. Remember That guy, like, I mean this with all due respect, Huge pervert in the 90s, but I loved him, man. I don't know how he's still getting it done, but yeah, he wrestled the match. Alan, does, that, um, does that get an all due respect? Yeah. I don't, I don't even know. I mean, I think I think he would admit it. You know, that was kind of his role was he was With just all due respect. He was, just he was a, a pervert. You know, he was he was just a creep. Yeah. Alan, how are you feeling after uh, Tennessee? Wait, we have another huge important question before we get into the sports. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ask Ooh. him this one because I already Ooh. forgot the name. Yeah. Of the thing. So. Ryan has never heard of a beignet before. Whoa, for real? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was like the the hat that Michael he Jordan literally used to Googled, wear golfing. He literally Googled B E N Y A Y Y. I thought they were yeah. talking about berets. I was like, yeah, I had one of those. I used to wear it backwards to try to be like Michael you Jordan. Know what? Let me say this. Let me say this. First off, beret actually would have been a closer spelling than what you had. <laughs> they're delicious, dude. Like you've never been down in New Orleans? I have, but. I was telling these guys, I went when I was young, and there was like a lot of hand grenades and drinking and, yeah. you know, debacle. Well, that's yeah. understandable. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah. You, you hit the main ingredient. Yeah, you got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But I got to come back now with the wife and try a, a beignet. Beignet. Yeah. Beignet. A beignet. Alan, embarrassingly enough. dude. Powdered sugar, success. It's great. I tried to Google what it was, and I spelled it B-E-N-Y-A-Y, <laughs> and I found a restaurant here in D.C., beignets, but not the same thing. <laughs> How are yeah, you that's, feeling that's though yeah, about yeah, um? Yeah, how do, how are you feeling it's like, about? It's like slightly anti-Semitic now. <laughs> how are you, yeah, how yeah. are you feeling hey, about Tennessee's respect. chances of reaching the college football playoff after that loss to Georgia? Let's say that they're a one-loss team. You think that they get in, especially because we have Ohio State. They're going to meet Michigan. One of those teams is going to lose a game. SEC or the Pac-12 is brutal, and the ACC is not much better. What do you think about Tennessee's chances even after that loss? Yeah, they've got a good shot, right? Like, I mean, you know, the win over LSU helps. Um, you Like you just said, Ohio State, Michigan are going to play against each other. So you've got a little, you know, cannibalizing there. But they're going to have to blow some teams out and get a little luck because you've got some other good teams that are up there, right? Like, even if Michigan loses, is Tennessee a better option than Michigan? Michigan's had a pretty good season, right? You look at Oregon. What happens if they win the Pac-12? Oregon's a really good football team. Bo Nix is playing his butt off. And then you got TCU up there, right? So I think we're going to find out with TCU against Texas this week. So, yeah, I mean, they've got a good shot. I actually think that it kind of helps maybe not playing in the SEC championship, but you do need a little luck. Uh, luckily, they play Missouri, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt. Yeah. So points should be somewhat easy to come by. Yeah, that should be good. I think as long as Georgia takes care of business, wins out, the Vols should be good. 
Big 12, AB, they got some interesting games this weekend. Kansas, they are bowl eligible after their win last week, which is just an incredible story. They're in Lubbock this weekend. They're three and a half point dogs. And then you also have K-State, two and a half point dogs at Baylor. If you had to take one of the Kansas underdogs this week, KU or K-State on the road, who would you take? I'd probably take Kansas right now. You know, you just mentioned, you know, that game right there. Those are two teams that you don't know what in the world is about to happen every single week, right? Like, I mean, Kansas, their season has been crazy. Texas Tech, like, they could come up and clip you. But, yeah, like, I I think that Baylor probably gets the job done. So, I'll take Kansas there. Um, You know, I'm fascinated to see how these teams look, you know, once they reach bowl eligibility. And not that you just stop, you know, like get six, seven wins and just completely stop. But – there is motivation there, so I'm fascinated with that. But, yeah, I'll, I'll take Kansas for sure. I'm curious, A.B., just how, yeah. not this game, particularly Alabama versus Ole Miss, but how do you go about betting Alabama now that uncharted territory is here, which is that Alabama most likely isn't going to a playoff game, and so the motivation to be as dominant as they normally are and cover the number maybe isn't really there. And also this team's just kind of a fraud. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Like, if this team did not have Bryce Young, they'd have a losing record. Like, they're undisciplined. And, you know, what's most fascinating to me, and we're going to find a lot about it this week, is that it feels like the players have kind of tuned out Nick Saban, which, when have we ever said that, ever? But you look at the penalties, you look at the just the, you know, the lack of discipline. Like, they're they're just beating themselves, and you never see a Nick Saban team do that. And, you know, he not that he's the most happy guy either, but he looks miserable. Like, he sounds miserable. Like, I don't know how much longer we're going to have him in coaching if it continues like this, but... The fascinating part is that, you know, everybody's going to look at Lane Kiffin versus Nick Saban this week. It's actually Lane Kiffin versus Bill O'Brien, Alabama's offensive coordinator, because he's fighting for his job. And a lot of people weren't happy with him coming back this year to begin with. Now you look at what they've done. Yeah, they put up points, but Trista, like you said, I mean, it's, it's a lot of Bryce Young and really nobody else, right? So I'm fascinated to see how they go about it uh, this week. It, It should be. An awesome game could be ugly at times. I see both teams really wanting to establish running the football. So would you, in in short, Alan, just kind of like fade Alabama against the spread for the rest of the season if there's huge numbers? Yeah, uh, if it, you know, anything over double digits, yeah. I mean, there's there's no reason to take them, right? And and I think, you know, at this point, like in watch, I'll say all this and they prove me wrong because it is Alabama, but... (laughs) I mean, there's there's no reason to do it, right? Like, they've given you nothing other than the name on the jersey. Other than that, like, if you took that off, took the colors out, just made it, like, just a hologram, you know, type of thing, whatever, you wouldn't bet them. There's no reason to do it, right? And the hard part, though, is that Ole Miss is kind of falling apart. Like, they, they have been leaking oil for a little while here. So, I'm just fascinated to see this game. But, no, I'm with you. Like, there, there's no reason to auto-jump on Bama if it's more than, say, 11 points. Al, moving over really quickly to the NFL, Minnesota opened up as eight and a half, eight point dogs. That's down to three and a half, which is pretty much telling us Josh Allen's probably not playing in this game. What number would you bet the Buffalo Bills? Like if you didn't grab an eight and a half or a seven with Minnesota and you want to play Buffalo, because I still think they're the better team, even with Case Keenum, you know, is a two and a half is a three. Is that playable? Or are you just staying away from this game or only looking at Minnesota's side with no Josh Allen? Yeah, so it's tough, man, because, you know, I think that, you know, we saw Buffalo, obviously, you know, Josh Allen struggling. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Um, they did obviously didn't look the same that they did. But look on the defensive side. Matt Milano being out, like, throw a couple MVP votes his way. That dude is a stud, and we see how important he was on that defense. And they've got other guys, you know, that are out as well. The problem is this, is that their defense couldn't really stop the run. And you got somebody like Dalvin Cook and, you know, Alexander Madison who could get out there and run on them. 
I, it, Buffalo, it, it, it would be a no bet for me. Like, I'm either taking Minnesota or nothing, and I wouldn't take Minnesota over three, right? Like, just kind of that key number there. Um, I, I really wouldn't want a whole lot to do this game, but I wouldn't be bad with Buffalo because without Josh Allen, I think he's what? They scored 26 touchdowns. I think he's, a, yeah. a you know, he related 22 of them. Like, the, he is it. Like, he is their team 100%. A.B., this week, the Broncos are one of my favorite plays, plus three against the Titans, and I, I just think it's it's the rest advantage. Denver's coming off a bye, and the Titans' defense, I don't know how much more they have left in the tank. They were so good against the Chiefs on Sunday night, holding that offense to 20 points in overtime. I mean, they should have won the game. Derrick Henry's still rolling with really no help at quarterback. The wide receivers are doing nothing the over-under is 37.5. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be low scoring. What do you make of this game? Because the Titans have been so good all season in these spreads that have been toss-ups. Two, two and a half, three. But with just coming off that Chiefs game and the Broncos coming off a bye, it just feels like a really good spot for Denver plus three. Yeah, I don't disagree at all. And look, like it's, it's crazy to say we could say two things at the same time. Like, yeah, like Tennessee should have won that game based off of how it went, what you were saying, 100% correct. Also, there's no reason they should have been in that game. They didn't even have a quarterback. Right. Right? Like, it made no sense. And that defense is banged up. They didn't even have a Monty Hooker out there at safety. Kevin Byard was all by himself out there. It was just nuts of how they were able to stay in that game. But, you know, it's just not going to last, man, because this team, even with Ryan Tannehill at 100%, Derrick Henry, 100%, they don't score a lot of points. Now you've got a quarterback – who in Malik Willis, if he starts, they don't even let him throw. He only had six completions. And Ryan Tannehill, if he plays, he's not at 100%. And they haven't really looked that good with him anyway. So I'm with you, man. I, I think this is a great underplay. If you if you could get like an over on punts, I think that's a great prop bet to play too. I like that. Um, but yeah, it, yeah, it, it's, it's going to be ugly, man. Like it, it's going to be. And here's the thing. Both defenses are good enough to stop like poor offenses, like they'll get first downs and score nothing on the other side of the ball. Like th this could literally be the lowest scoring game of the week. AB, why does everybody think that the Buccaneers are back? I don't know. Like, I, I don't believe in them at all. Like, I mean, the fact that like they went Super Bowl celebration after last week, like I get it that it's important because they've been struggling so bad. But I mean, I don't trust them like going to Germany. You could play them on the moon. Like, I don't want to play <laughs> the ball. Like, at all. Like, I have no faith in them whatsoever. And they're going up against the, the most difficult kind of a team to play against is a team that runs the football, plays good defense, and doesn't beat themselves, right? So, I, I'm with you, Tristan. Like, I, I I have no faith. Yeah, they won a game. Great. Um, No, I'm not believing You're that. taking Seattle? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, same. Yeah, defense, yeah, defense and, uh, and running the football absolutely travels across the country. Like, that's a good passport to have. And we only got about two more minutes before we got to let you go. What do you love the most in college football or the NFL uh, plays that you already have for the weekend? Yeah, so I'll say this, man. Like, you know, last week we played, you know, Michigan TCU based off of the college football playoff and kind of feeling disrespected. Both of them came through, right? I, I do like, I'm going to say it. I like Tennessee's points, like the team total over 37 and a half. They absolutely have a reason to blast people. I also love Oregon minus 13 against Washington. I think Oregon is going to blast them. Same. They're a much better yeah. football team. Yeah, absolutely. And then lastly, Georgia, Mississippi State, under 53 and a yes. half. Georgia, mission accomplished. The mission accomplished. You know what? You've done everything you had to do, right? Just get in, get out, stay healthy. They could win 40 to 10, and we still cover the under.
Hey, really quickly, because we actually have 30 seconds. Who do you think gives Georgia the best game on a neutral field? Is it still Tennessee? I mean, because Alabama, I'm going to go with no. Ohio State or Michigan? Who would you say? Uh, I'm going to say first, Georgia at practice. Second, probably yeah. Ohio State, right? Like, yeah. No, no, you know what? Actually, I'm going to say Michigan. Yeah. Because Michigan's kind of a mirrored team, exactly what they do. They run the football, play our defense, and make you earn it. Like, their point production could be tough, but Michigan is a physical team. Like, they would match up very well. Alan, thanks so much, man. Have a great weekend.